because we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. And happy Friday. This is VOA Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the February 16th edition of the sunny side of sports. Let's kick off with Congolese football. It's been 50 years since the Leopards of the Democratic Republic of Congo lifted the Africa Cup of Nations trophy. And while the Leopards didn't win the title this year, they inspired hope among fans in and outside the DRC with their fourth place finish at the recent tournament in Ivory Coast. In this sunny side of sports feature presentation, Makume Davis Rockawinge tells us more. Sporty Friday greetings, Magume. Sporty Friday greetings to Tusani and our listeners. The Democratic Republic of Congo national football team, commonly known as the Leopard, meaning the Leopards, came into this year's 2023 Ivory Coast African tournament as one of the underdogs, having endured a series of mediocre results in qualification campaign that resulted in the sacking of experienced coach Hector Cooper. Cooper was replaced by former Ghanaian coach. Sebastian de Sabri in August 2022 and turned things around, enabling the Leopards to qualify as group leaders and play at Africa's biggest football stage for the 20th time. The French tactician de Sabri did not stop at just qualification, but went as far as the semi finals, losing to eventual tournament winners, hosts Ivory Coast by one goal to nil. Reaching that far was not a mean feat, yet, not a lot was expected of them, says Congolese journalist Tuva Wundi. Wundi says the tough sail to the semi-finals brought hope. The target was, uh, okay, if qualification to the AFCON can be there, good. But uh, his target is to attend the World Cup. But now uh, the surprise came when uh, match by match, Leopard meets some team, Morocco, Zambia, and, uh, and so on. Uh, it was a, a big, big, big surprise for, for, for us here in, in DRC, especially in the east of the, the, the DRC. And uh, you can see uh, we are under war here in the North Kivu. And uh, people was uh, like one uh, to support their national team. When Leopard was in the ground, even in the uh, displaced camp, people was watching the match by night. Uh, to make uh, as uh, the normal life for them, if even they're in the, the bad, the bad, the bad situation, that is a spirit we saw when uh, this Afghan uh, going and uh, our national team does what they want, they want to, to 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 give us a hope. The DR Congo has been troubled by years of conflict, leading to millions of deaths and millions of displacements both within and outside of the country. En route to the semi-finals, the Leopards qualified from Group F after massing through kosher points from World Cup semi-finalists Morocco, Zambia, and Faroe East Africans Taifa Stars of Tanzania. Abdul Kalim Kamiti is a Tanzanian football pundit. They impressed me during their defense. They had a very strong defense that, that helped them manage go through the competition because Congo were one of the best defensive defensive teams in the in the competition as 
they were able to only concede five goals in the competition in seven games which is very very impressive and they haven't conceded more than two goals in a single game throughout the tournament so that makes them one of the best defensive team and also their ability to build a play from the back uh, from their defense and they have like um they they really really de delivered for the east africans and for the dr congo themselves some fans have said it was sheer luck but coach disabri he says it's rather hard work from a star-studded team mostly composed of foreign best players such as chancel member mangulu from french league a side Marseille, and enoch enonga in defense arthur maswaku gideon kalulu and england best joani wisa who plays for Premier League side Brentford Football Club as a winger, among others. Speaking colloquial Swahili, Flank Kambale, who comes from Lubumbashi, Dira Congo's second largest city, says the team gave them moments of joy despite the conflict back home. <laughs> My team played very well. The only problem is that we still have a walk back home. But the team played very, very well and comforted us. They really played very, very well. And we hope the next time they play at half point, they can again do well. Kambale fled for refugee to Uganda some five years back and lives in the Ugandan capital Kampala, where he works as a barber in a local saloon. The saloon employs Ugandans as well as Congolese, such as Light Nisago, who shares same sentiments. They were playing good. I like where, where they were playing, but I think they failed because of stress. People are dying down east, uh, east of Congo. It's that even me, it affects me. Not only them, even me. But somehow you are somehow happy, somehow, isn't it? Yeah, I'm happy because they try. More than half a million Congolese live in Uganda, mostly as refugees, while others live here as businessmen and students. Ugandan Victoria Nabosa was pleased with the performance of her neighbors from the West. What I, I, I can talk about Congo, they played very well. The good thing they reached at the uh, semi-final, it was against Ivory Coast here. Ivory Coast, they played very well. Unfortunately, I wanted that game to, go, to reach at the penalties, but it didn't reach. So I wished that Kong, if Congo would have gone to penalties, it, 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 it would have won that game because I was supporting it. I was feeling it that it, even at that game, there were so many people here watching because we, 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 what we show football here. There were so many people. The Leopards were poised for at least a podium finish or not to be denied by the heroic performance of tournament best keeper Lewin Williams as South Africa beat DR Congo 6-5 to five on penalties in the third match placement game. Nonetheless, fans, both in and outside the Arab Congo, were content with the team's overall performance. I'm called Gassim Tiapkirgai, but the real name they call me from South Sudan, I'm called Big Fish. I'm very, very happy with the, South, with the Congo for what they have done. Actually, they represent South like East Africa, they represent East Africa, we are very happy for it. So, we are proud of it and uh, we, we, we are wishing that next time. All, like... Maybe three or four from East Africa country, they will represent the East Africa again. And uh, next time, I think also us as Danish, we are trying to do best for that. Ah, I'm going to say that 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 I'm
My name is Bienfe Constante. I'm a Congolese living in Uganda. Regarding the performance of our team, the Leopards, it really performed well. I can only say that in terms of tactics and especially in attack, the team can just change a few things and do better. I was very, very impressed with that kind of performance, really, that they reached such a stage. <laughs> I, just, I just wish them good luck in the future games. I'm Arthur S. Johnson from Liberia. Yeah, so I was, I'm from West Africa, Liberia, and then I was proud. My West African nation won the, 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 the African Cup of Nations, but we are still proud of East Africa. And then they make East African nation proud in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, so I was so proud of them. For me, living in East Africa and having some Congolese friends, I was proud of them reaching to the, to the third place. And then they took the full play. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but we are still proud of them. The team received the heroic welcome and were rewarded by the government as both fans and players danced both traditional and modern songs in celebration. For the sunny side of sports, I am Mugume, Davis Rwakarinjin Kampala, Uganda. Thanks, Mugume. And go Leopards! Joining us now with more African football news is Samson Omale. The Equatorial Guinean Football Federation has indefinitely suspended the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations top scorer and captain Emilio Nsue Lopez and midfielder Iban Slavador for gross indiscipline at the just-concluded tournament in Cote d'Ivoire. In a release by the Federation, it did not detail the acts of indiscipline by the players but referred to a January 29th unpleasant incident by Iban in Abidjan, which necessitated the intervention of the Ivorian police. Fagafoot Secretary-General Juan Antonio Nguema Mene said the incident caused a major delay in the return of the team to Equatorial Guinea and also tainted its reputation. In women football, Zambia footballer Rachel Kodanaji has become the world's most expensive women's player barely six years after making her debut on the national and international scene. The 23-year-old has signed a deal with BFC of the American National Women's Soccer League worth $860,000, pricing her away from Madrid CFF. Konadanji is the first African player, male or female, to break a world transfer with her transfer upstaging the previous female record of £400,000 in a deal between Kiera Walsh and Barcelona in 2022. After a promising start in 2018, scoring three goals for Zambia at that year's Women's Africa Cup of Nations, her rise has been geometrical, scoring 33 League F goals in 43 games during her 18 months with Madrid. I'm super excited to join BFC. This is the opportunity I've been looking for and uh, hopefully I'll have a, a great time with the team and uh, we'll break so many records together and, you know, with the champions, with the chosen generation. Reigning champions of the CAF Beach Soccer Africa Cup of Nations Senegal will be joined by the competition's runners-up Egypt at the FIFA Beach Soccer World Cup, which got underway on Thursday in the United Arab Emirates, Dubai. The 13th edition of the FIFA Beach Soccer World Cup sees the four-time African champions Senegal joined by Egypt as the two African representatives at the 16-nation competition. The two nations secured their tickets to the global showpiece as a result of being the finalists at the CAF Beach Soccer Africa Cup of Nations held in Mozambique in 2022. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. 
Sporty greeting, this is Victor Simeon, Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thoughts on the voice of America. sunny side of sports on facebook x formerly known as twitter and at voaafrica.com my facebook address is facebook.com forward slash voa sunny my x formerly known as twitter handle is at voa sunny sports and if you go to voaafrica.com you can listen online to the sunny side of sports as well as past episodes Check out VOAAfrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to VOANews.com. English Premier League football on the sunny side of sports. The EPL season resumes Saturday with seven matches. Top of the table, Liverpool. And the two teams hot on the heels of Liverpool, Arsenal and defending champion Manchester City, will all be on the pitch. The Reds of Liverpool, with 54 points, have a road match against the Bees of Brentford. The Bees are currently 14th on the table with 32 points, and I know they'd like nothing better than to sting the Reds at home. Arsenal and Man City each have 52 points, but Man City has played 23 matches to Arsenal's 24. Man City is at home against Chelsea, while Arsenal has a road match against Burnley. Joining us once again on the show is avid Arsenal supporter, Muckbill Yabaro. Sporty Friday greetings, Muckbill. Sporty Friday greetings, Sonny. What's going on? Muckbill, let's begin with your beloved gunners of Arsenal. They're coming off a 6-0 thrashing of West Ham. Taking a look at the score sheet, Bukayo Saka had a brace. Do you see the gunners... You know, keeping up that goal-scoring form against uh, Burnley, Muckbill. Uh, honestly, Sonny, I think that um, ever since the new year has started, I feel like the Gunners have been on a roll. Uh, we've seen uh, these these types of uh, stints that they've done in the past where, you know, they might slip a little bit and... and, and it kind of happened last season where they dropped a couple of points that were very crucial in their uh, search to win that uh, the Prem last year. Uh, and this year, similarly, they had, uh, I believe, three games where they dropped points. Uh, one, one of those games actually was to West Ham at home losing at the Emirates 2-0. Uh, so this was almost like a, a revenge game mm. uh, for them. You know, it's a London Derby as well. So they, they really wanted to make sure that they showcase, look, 
we're not only beating the big teams because Arsenal has done really well against the top teams this year, but the middle of the pack teams, you look at West Ham, they're in eighth place, you know, trying to make it to Europa. So they're in, they're in that conversation right now. So uh, I think Arsenal's, um, for the rest of the season, both Arsenal and Liverpool have to make sure that they no longer drop any more points because Man City is clicking. Mm. Clicking indeed. Uh, Man City coming off a 3-1 UEFA Champions League victory over Copenhagen. We'll talk a, about that a little bit later, Muckbill, but they're going to be at home on Saturday against Chelsea. How do you see that one? Chelsea have potential, Sonny, to be able to to hang with the big guys, right? They have star power in almost every position. It's just for some reason they've not been able to fully click, but they've shown that in certain games that, you know, they can make it difficult for teams. If I'm not mistaken, uh, when Man City and Chelsea played earlier this year, I believe it was a draw, um, but it, it, it was a uh, very, very tough match. Probably one of the better uh, matches that these two teams have seen. Uh, if we also remember um, Cole Palmer, young player uh, that is now has become almost like this leader uh, mm. for uh, for this Chelsea side that doesn't really uh, have yet to find their identity. He's from Man City. City he wasn't getting a lot of of play in that Man City matchup uh, in in that in their rotation because of how star studded they are. So he right. he was like, I got to get out of here. So if we look back, actually, just pulled it up. November twelfth this year, four four draw. Man City wow. versus Chelsea, probably one of the best games uh, in the in the Prem this year. So if I'm you know either Liverpool or Arsenal, I'm hoping Chelsea can get something done. Give me a draw, but understandably this is a very different team Sonny with Kevin De Bruyne back in top form this team is looking more scarier than ever De Bruyne uh was so instrumental in that victory earlier in the week in the Champions League muck bill uh do you see him at 100% right now? He he looks like he's 110, Sonny. He, <laughs> you know, he doesn't look like somebody who's coming off a very serious injury who has had that much time off regularly, Sonny. When you see a player that's been out for six, seven, eight months, uh, it usually takes them a game, not, not a game, like two, three weeks to right. really start believing in their legs, believing in themselves, really feeling as comfortable as they as they are. Um, but it seems like I think, you know, kudos to, to Man City and their training staff uh, in making sure that they brought him back when he was fully comfortable because there's conversations that he could have came back as early as late November. Um, so I believe if he would have come back then, maybe we would have seen some hiccups. But they said, we can ride this wave out. We have the, the personnel to be able to still be within striking range for the Prem, Champs League, and all these other competitions that we're still involved with. We want KDB back when he's full and healthy uh, so that we make sure that he doesn't re-injure himself right. and that he's able to give us that last push in the, you know, this is the last bit uh, in the Prem in particular. The Reds of Liverpool, like Arsenal, they have a road match this weekend against uh, Brentford. Now, uh, in terms of coming back, Muckbill, uh, Egyptian star Mo Salah uh, coming off, uh, you know, very, very disappointing Nations Cup. He, he 
because of injury. When do you think uh, the Reds will get uh, Salah back? Um, the Reds are saying that uh, Mo Salah should be back for their Carabao Cup uh, match with Chelsea on the 25th of uh, February. Uh, he's coming off of this knee injury, and they have said that he has been making exponential gains, and he has been feeling a lot better. But for them also, I believe, because they've been kind of plagued with a few uh, injuries to really critical and key players on this team, uh, Klopp is trying to deal with it as best as he can. Sometimes it's like, uh, you know, when your car engine light starts showing multiple things <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I just fixed the tires, you know, engine oil is on. So it seems like Liverpool, unfortunately for them, in a certain moment, Salah's out, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is just went out because he also sustained an injury, uh, knee injury against Arsenal when they played a couple weeks back and he's kind of just been trying to play through it but I believe he's going to be out for some time and they have some other uh I believe uh Sobazle Sobazle I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name correctly but he also is out as well so these are some key key uh players uh for Liverpool uh that are instrumental in them making sure that they're able to keep that distance right now of two points ahead of both Man City and Arsenal. Definitely some key matches this weekend, Muckbill. But uh, if we go down to the bottom of the Premier League, uh, we don't talk often about the relegation zone, but uh, you know, teams that fight to get out of that zone, uh, one of them in action this weekend, Burnley. They're going to be playing Arsenal. Uh, Burnley currently in 19th position, Everton in 18th, and Sheffield United in 20th position at the very bottom. Uh, your thoughts on the relegation zone right now? Yeah, uh, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think Everton has the best chance, just looking from a statistical standpoint, in who their competitor, who they're going up against, who their opponent is, right? Uh, Everton's playing Crystal Palace, and Crystal Palace has shown glimpses of, you know, uh, real, real high-level talent. But then in moments, they've also shown, you know, lapses in, you know, maybe defense or not really uh, being effective up front. They're in the 15th place. So they are also getting dangerously close to that relegation Mm. zone as well, right? Everton has 19 points. They have 24. So Everton's basically about a a win and uh, about maybe two wins just to surpass them. So I think Crystal Palace is also going to come out and look at themselves as, look, we're, we're in that potential danger area as well. Sheffield's going up against Brighton. Brighton has been uh, relatively decent. They have two losses in their last three, though, so they're going to probably try their very best against Sheffield. But Sheffield also has shown um, some really, really high-quality wins, some really good games that haven't uh, amounted to wins either, unfortunately for them, that they've been able to maybe keep off some of these bigger teams to potential draw. So for them, I feel like it's important just to be able to get a draw, get some kind of points, and also Burnley going up against Arsenal. Arsenal trying to continue to to not drop any more points from the top of the league. Burnley trying to make sure they get some points to get from the bottom of the league. These are two teams that are really fighting for something. So it's going to be a battle. The beauty of it, though, um, uh, Sonny, of the Premier League is that it doesn't really matter whether you're 1 or 20. Any given day, any given time, these are really, really high-quality teams with high-quality players. So if you don't bring it, uh, Liverpool against Sheffield could be you know, devastating for either team. Muckville, let's move to the UEFA Champions League. Earlier this week, uh, there were four first leg round of 16 matches played across Europe. 
perhaps the most impressive result, Man City scoring a 3-1 road victory over Copenhagen. The goal scorers for Man City, De Bruyne, you, you talked about what great uh, form he's showing right now, Silva and Foden. Uh, your thoughts on Man City's win? Yeah, Man City is showing that they can get the job done um, without the necessarily having to get goals from their silver fox right <laughs> my man Erlen holland <laughs> right it's it's so impressive that a team with a goal scorer that scored 50 plus last season can score three goals and it not necessarily come from him and i'm sure he was involved in a lot of the goals because regardless of if he's scoring or not uh, your defense is is so worried about him that you're forcing Man City to beat you with others other than himself. So I can understand how sometimes he might get frustrated because teams are doubling him or tripling him or keeping him on, a, on an island, forcing uh, defenders to stay with him continually. But it just shows you the quality of Man City because, okay, you guys don't want me to pass it to Holland? I'll just score. De Bruyne, 10-minute <laughs> goal. Really, really good goal. Very composed, nice and easy. Um, Silva scores a goal right before half, and then Foden in extra time, icing on the cake. Um, yeah, it, it was it was it was quality from Man City. Muckbill, uh, I'm a big fan of that game show Jeopardy, and believe it or not, uh, Holland was uh, was a clue this week. Uh, apparently, he's been clocked at 22 miles per hour running down the uh, pitch. Which is, I, I I guess I hadn't really viewed him as a speedster as a speedster like that. I'm used to seeing him knock the ball in with his head close right. to the goal, but uh, I, I, he's in shape. Absolutely, but also I think sometimes when we tend to see uh, bigger strikers, right? Because he's about six four, six five. He's a big boy, uh, really long legs as well. So because we don't really see like his pace doesn't look like Mbappe's pace because Mbappe's shorter, right? And smaller, right? So his feet have to move quicker, so we can really see what the speed looks like. But for him, his long strides, you can tell when it's like defenders like a uh, Virgil Van Dyke, who's also a bigger guy, or a Saliba, right? These guys kind of match up to him, and even if they might not have necessarily the same pace as him, or just as much as as he does, they can kind of muscle him up, mm. or you know, try to get away from it in a different way. But when he has a smaller defender that doesn't have his pace. It's problem time, man. It's problem time, bro. <laughs> well, Muckbill, the other uh, winners uh, this week in the Champions League, PSG, Lazio, and Real Madrid. Uh, any one of those matches stand out for you? Just spoke about, you know, Mbappe. Uh, he's really coming into form with this team, man. Uh, PSG's finally showing... Uh, folks what it really means to to play well in the champs you know they've almost always underperformed in champions league uh in the in the past they've had teams with mbappe messi and neymar those three names up front on paper look like they should be able to clean up everything haven't had success with them but somehow it seems like maybe this is the right team that mbappe can kind of you know work around and they get him the ball in the right spot so Hopefully we see more of this team. Uh, there have been trade talks and trade rumors about Mbappe potentially moving in the summer. Who knows if winning the champs might keep him at PSG? Mm. Uh, you know, so 
it'll be very interesting to see what happens uh, in this campaign and, and the end of this year. Real Madrid uh, also won on the road, Muck Bill. Uh, are they... Are they being mentioned in terms of the Mbappe sweepstakes? Absolutely. They are They are probably, ideally, one of his favorite spots, uh, landing spots. Uh, but, man, will that be crazy, Sonny, because <laughs> you got Jude Bellingham, you got Vin- Vinicius Jr., you have Rodrigo, uh, Camavinga, some of these younger stars that are already like the team looks insane, and then you add Mbappe to that team. This is very much reminding us of that old school R nine Ronaldo Zidane Luis Figo wow you know team a- you know the David uh, Beckhams Roberto Carlos this is when Real Madrid used to have those perennial stars and that's really what it's starting to shape up to be talking UEFA Champions League and talking English Premier League with Muckbill Yabaro my VOA sports colleague. And Muckville, let's not forget, let's encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to check out our last Kick It AFCON podcast this week, episode five. Man, final episode. It was great. Uh, You guys will not be disappointed. Definitely go check it out on VOAAfrica.com and all of our social medias as well. VOA Africa are on Instagram and on Facebook. Thank you, Muckbill. VOAAfrica.com. Still lots of Nations Cup news up there. Thanks to Muckbill. Thanks also to our steady VOA engineer. Very steady Sidrak. Franklin, thank you, Sidrak. And thank you for tuning in. Wishing you all a very nice weekend. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. 